the way for whenever I do the voice mod shit. So like I was doing it backwards basically. So like the way I have to do it is I turn the knobs that affect my voice and then there's an FX button that like activated, activates it. So I was keeping the FX button pressed and then turning the knobs. But if when I keep you, when the you knobs, say when you say turning the knobs, are those like real knobs? They're real knobs. No, they're real knobs. <laughs> and so if I leave them like at a setting that I like or whatever, then I can just, you know, then press the FX button to activate it when I need to. So, but we won't have the bit now where you go through like five different voices before you yeah, land on the one that you want. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. But I think, I think rule of thirds, I think cause I've done it twice now. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, that was, that was another, I cut out a portion of that cause it, I did drag it last time I did drag it on for too long. Cause I was really just fumbling with the, with the knobs. So <laughs> yeah. I cut out part of that. Um, so yeah, that went on for way too long. Um, you should probably get started. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's up? It's the Dinner Road Show. It's Bill and Ian. Um, I want to start off with a quick dead letter because uh, they're really trying to sell me this virgin hair. Um, and I'm getting concerned. <laughs> they're really, they're really pushing it. Cindy is uh, really, really trying to sell me some fucking virgin hair. Uh, it's, she writes, hi, manager. Do you have any plans to change your hair bundle supplier? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which... <laughs> Okay. You were telling me just the other day how you're not happy with your current hair bundle supplier. So this is perfect. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you can get high quality hair bundles for a very good price. All hair is 100% virgin human hair. I reply me back and get best price and pictures. Um, I don't, I don't want the pictures. I really don't want the pictures. Uh, I don't want that on my email. Um, thanks in regards, Cindy from amazing human hair, um, at yeah.net. Uh, uh no i i don't have a hair supplier <laughs> uh and thankfully i have my mother's uh you know hair lineage so um i'm at a point where i am not losing my hair so i do not need <laughs> yeah but like what are we talking uh, about um as far as prices you know i'd have to get back to her yeah I, she has the apparently the best prices um and the best pictures <laughs> of, the, of the virgin hair um yeah, she's really she's really trying to push the issue here. Uh, <laughs> By the way, I don't, I don't understand. I, I found a uh, a single gray hair the other day. Oh, that's 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 an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so what are you what are you gonna do about that? Well, what can I do? I mean, there there are things you can do if you're so inclined. Like, are you just gonna? Well, you could you know dye it or for one single hair is gray. Now I have yeah, to dye my hair. Yeah, you know. If you if you if you felt that bothered by it, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll contact Cindy and and see yeah. about the prices, and then maybe I'll take it from there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, or you could just like take a sharpie, you know. Yeah, I'm just trying not to think about it too much, to be honest. Sure. Yeah. You think it's you think it's stress, or you think that this is just you know the um. I the, mean, is it a coincidence that we've started doing this podcast and now I have gray hair? You know, you know, maybe not. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a good, that's a good point. Um, you know, they have those weird like men's men's hair products are a fucking bizarre. You know, like the touch of gray thing, which is like the 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 men's hair dye for whenever you're like fully gray. Oh, I thought that was a spell keep... in in Elden Ring. It might be. It might be. Um, and so like, 
you know, that's when you're touch like full, of grace. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You had to touch grace. Touch grace, yeah. Uh, so like when you're fully gray, but you want to keep some of it, and so you have the the touch of gray, the hair dye, which I th- I think is weird. It's like if you're if you're gonna keep some of it, why don't you just embrace the full, you know, silver fox kind of thing? Mm-hmm. So it's like a streak. You end up with a streak of gray. I think so. Yeah, like on the sides. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but your hair's not very dark anyway, so I don't think I don't think it'd be very noticeable. No, and again, I want to emphasize it's one single. It's just one. One singular hair. Just one. So yeah. yeah. So, so I don't I don't really mean to like grill you about this, but like. <laughs> So like you're you're like gonna leave it like you're not gonna like pluck it or anything like the one singular hair. Uh yeah yeah I mean I don't like why why should I is, is I it like yeah, contagious it, like no I I I I don't know I just never considered it I wasn't gonna bring this up at all but then you started talking about <laughs> the email from Cindy and I'm like oh, I might yeah. as well mm-hmm. yeah I I don't, I don't mean to <laughs> I don't you about it I'm just very curious <laughs> I don't know why I'm curious either. I, <laughs> we can move on. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta did it all for the Moogle, the fucking weeb segment. All right, let's go. Great. Um. So yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm also very curious about how your, uh, your anime adventures are going. Um. Not a, not a big update. Uh. From last week. Mm-hmm. Um. I did start your recommendation. Uh. March comes in like a lion. Nice. nice yeah. Nice. Which is on Netflix, by the way. If anybody was interested oh, is in it? that. Okay. Yes. Um. Yeah. The thing that sh- that that really and you you talked about it a bit last week. The thing that really stands out when you start watching it is the art style. Mm-hmm. Um. You talked about how it's like almost like watercolors. Yeah. And I wasn't sure like when you said that how that would sort of look in an anime, but really like it it really brings out the backgrounds. Oh yeah, of yeah, the yeah. scenes like the backgrounds look very watercolor ish, and then you do have like some more typical like anime art style in there as right. well with the characters and whatnot. But it really is beautiful. Um, I'm not too far into it, uh, so I, I can't say much as far as like the plot or anything. But uh, yeah, it's very interesting so far. Um, quite a bit less problematic than uh, the last show we talked about, <laughs> yeah, um, which is nice. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Shaft is known for their very, um, elaborate and unique backgrounds. And, uh, March Comes In Like a Lion specifically is very different than any of their other art styles. They have, um, some sort of, uh, trademarks where they get very ornate, where their backgrounds, um, like they go, they go hard with architecture basically, mm-hmm. um, where like the backgrounds often feel like they're like so out of place and like surreal. Um, and you see this a lot in Monogatari or, uh, Madoka Magica, um, and Arakawa under the bridge, um, where they, they dabble in a lot of surrealism and mixed media. And so the backgrounds are almost like this separate entity um, a lot of the time. And they just feel like these impossible sort of structures that sort of exist. Um, And so March Comes In Like a Lion is definitely a departure where it it does not look like a typical Shaft show, but it's still this very um, ornate and beautiful uh, art. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, and and from what I've seen so far with this show and sort of the pacing and the 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 style of it, like it works really well because there's a lot of uh, quiet uh, meditative scenes mm-hmm, that sort mm-hmm. of like stretch out, and you you sort of just like follow a character like walking down a street or just kind of like existing in the world or thinking about something, and so you really are able to like sit with a scene, like the full scene, and, and kind of take everything in, all the detail, mm-hmm. um, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much the show. Yeah, so. Um 
yeah, it's good. It's good you're enjoying it so far. Um, I'm curious to see what you think. Uh, when you finish it, I suppose. Yeah. Um, because I think it has it has two seasons. I believe uh, so. Yeah. Um, I just in the past couple of days, I watched and finished. I want to get the name right because the name is a little. Um, oh God, I got to log in on this one. Um, the name is a little strange. It is uh the combination of the two main characters. Uh, why did they change the fucking uh Horimiya. um i just watched this like the whole thing in just like a couple days i like powered through it um it's a it's another uh slice of life romance anime but um it's actually really really fucking good mm-hmm. um and it's got sort of a uh a, a typical setup um uh a high school boy um is kind of you know a loner or whatever um but he he's a loner because he um he has piercings and tattoos that he's like uh keeping uh hidden away um and then through a uh, happenstance he um becomes acquainted with uh the popular girl in school and um so the series is about their relationship and um but it's also more about like how um like friend groups sort of develop and uh the dynamics like within them um and sort of things like that like throughout um like a high school setting um and it's like very very genuine and earnest um uh, and i liked it a lot so like i, I watched it in just a couple days um it's just one season um it's some some good art um nothing nothing like out of the ordinary or anything um but yeah just like the the way all these characters interact and sort of like you see these different um, like friend relationships develop and, you know, um, different histories and like the way paths cross. Um, I thought it was really well done, um, like just a lot of um, thoughtful characterization. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty good. It, it, this is another one that came over in the uh, the Funimation, um, the merger. So uh, it have wasn't they, available on Crunchy. I before. haven't been on Crunchy in a few days. Have they added like a lot more things or are they kind of like slowly trickling in? It seems like they're trickling in now, but like, but it's, it's a, it's a good pace. I think mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know like when it'll be complete or whatever, you know, uh, I think it's kind of hard to judge. Um, but yeah, it seems like a lot. Cause like I had texted you the other day, uh, like the, the Noragami subs are now available. Um, which is strange because I had watched the Noragami subs on Crunchyroll, you know, like six years ago or whenever I had seen it. Um, so I don't know how the rights had, you know, fluctuated there on on Crunchy. Um, but yeah, it seems like it's uh, stuff's coming in at a good pace. Like I've added a bunch of things to my watch list on there uh, that seemed interesting um, that I think came over in Funimation or they're like newer series that I just don't know where up. Cause I don't really keep up with the, like, you know, um, upcoming releases mm-hmm. all that, you know, much. I just kind of see what interests me and will watch it or add it to a list, you know? Yeah. Cause most um, new anime are released like an episode a week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Probably not how I would want to keep up with, with series. No, no. I, I usually only do that whenever I accidentally catch up with something that I didn't know was currently airing. Yeah. Um, and it's usually pretty frustrating, uh, at least for me, because I like to watch at my own pace. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the anime check-in for this week. Um, I, 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 next, I want to try a new segment. Um, and I don't know how this is going to go. Um, so I, I, I feel like a, a big portion of the show is um, the two of us sort of like trading uh, 
like surprises with each other. Like we're, <laughs> we both like will bring something that the other has no idea what the fuck it's going to be about. Right. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, and so this is another one of those. Um, and because I stumbled across uh, the self-proclaimed uh, worst beats ever created. Um, and I know you're a big, you know, you listen to a lot of music and, uh, you know, um, lots of different types of music too. And, um, so I, I, I felt like it would be, um, pretty interesting to see if we, we would play, you know, a beat or two and, uh, maybe get, uh, your thoughts on some of the, well, <laughs> some of okay. The worst so the way you're created. setting this up makes it sound like I have really bad taste in music because you're coming out with the no, worst no, no, beats. No, 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 no. I want to get your opinion maybe as like an actual like connoisseur of you could be the you could be the um the water uh sommelier of <laughs> of you know the music or you know like because um like last week we were talking about smash mouth and you know uh uh dua lipa and you know we, we talk about music all the time on the show um yeah very so obscure I figured this, very uh cutting edge uh artists there of course of course but like you know i figured this would just be another avenue to uh explore that without also getting dinged by copyright because if these if these if these ding us then i'm gonna be very upset yeah um so i figure this might be no this um, is a great idea i like this okay. a lot so let me just pull these up i forgot to do so beforehand okay and i don't and have so to the, i don't have to stand in the middle of a cvs to do this either so no you don't now um they're um made by a, a creator uh known as distant cry um and you can find them on youtube um, and they are uh, helpfully labeled uh, by um, number and oh, they're labeled by number, but they're out of order. OK, so, uh, yeah, let's just I guess we should just start with number one. So that, that can like I just ask before we begin, are these uh -huh. are these like intentionally bad or, or um, no? I mean, they're called the worst beats ever created. Uh huh. So, I mean, you know. Art is in the eye of the beholder. Okay. Right? So I guess we should just get started, right? Yes. This is Worst Beat Ever Created by Distant Cry, number one. Um, is that a, like a horse, like whinnying? Is that what that was? Um, I, it sounded to me like what happens if a horse uh, encounters a pig and there's some oh, sort okay. of confrontation. Um, yeah. Hmm. 
But I, I like the the single piece of like vocals in that mm-hmm. is sort of like an advertisement for purchasing for purchasing tracks, right? So it's like, yeah, if you like what you're hearing, you can mm-hmm. you can buy it, which is, yeah, is pretty interesting. Yeah. Like the song itself is an advertisement for for the music. So, so you think it's a commentary on something, or um, <laughs> or, or, or is it just a fucking free sample? <laughs> That was used. I mean, I th- I think it's just an effective piece of marketing, to be honest. Because yeah. I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to lay the credit card down. I want to purchase some tracks. And the and the melodyless um piano that just kind of plays. I mean, yeah, it's it's got sort of an avant-garde feel to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. offbeat, but yeah. it also sort of works because it like it has a rhythm and it doesn't have a rhythm at the same time. Hmm. So it's like jazz. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um. Hmm. Should we try another one? Of course. Okay. Let's How try. Can I say let's no? just let's just try worst beat ever created number two. All right. Okay. Oh, this does sound like uh, jazz at this point. <laughs> okay. Waiting for Razzlecon to come in with some lyrics. Right. Oh. Oh God. GS. <laughs> I can't. I can't with the fucking elephants. <laughs> It's definitely up to the complexity, I would say. Yeah, you know what I think is inter- makes this interesting is mm-hmm. clearly the, the person making this knows how to compose music. You think? No, no, no. I, I genuinely think so. They know how to compose music, but they're intentionally making something bad. Mm, okay. I think that's what's happening here. Because, like, you can tell there is, like, a, a grasp of, like, how, like, <laughs> how, like, notes work. <laughs> For lack of a better word, but it's like it's it's clearly like intentionally um, Mm. making it sound as as ridiculous as it can. Yeah. At least that's what Um, I think. I mean, maybe I'm giving too much credit. 
Yeah, when those keys come in, it sounds like some old school Final Fantasy shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like I'm about to fucking face off against Sephiroth. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fucking the fucking elephant. Yeah, yeah but just... it's it's like it's it's self <laughs> it's self aware. It's very self aware. Mm-hmm. Like, where did you mm-hmm. find this? On YouTube. Okay. Um. So okay, let's want to do one more. Yeah, I actually also have something to contribute to the segment. Um, okay. By the way. All right. So let's yeah. do one more of mine then. Okay. Um. So let's just do number three then, I guess. The worst mm-hmm. beat ever created. Number three. Now, are these supposed to, like, continually get worse? I, I genuinely have no idea. Okay. We'll no find idea. out. We'll find out. <laughs> Is that the fucking Soldier Boy? Yeah, it sounds like it. Incorporating the entire zoo here. Yeah. Is- <laughs> the fucking soldier boy steel drum. It's so good. Into the monkey screech. I'll tell you, you know, we're recording this on uh, New Music Friday, and um, I was all excited for like the new Charlie XCX and the new Rosalia. Like, it's a big day for music, but I think that all just like got put on the back burner because I'm going to be. I'm going to be cranking this all weekend. Hey, this is the hottest shit. This is the hottest shit. (laughs) You really stumbled upon a gem here. (laughs) No, I did have, I saw, like, I saw that you were going to do this uh, segment Uh and I, I happened, this happened to come on my for you page this week. Somebody posted this. Um, let me get the TikTok username. This is uh, from Jaden R. Bricker, and it's uh, POV. Uh, it's 2012, and you're really into Skrillex. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Hey, guys, this is, uh, whoops. This is a, new, uh, a new dubstep song that I made on Dubstep Studio. Um, just to let you guys know, there is a giant bass drop there. Um, yeah, so I hope you guys like it.
Hallo. Do you remember the joke like around like when dubstep was like popular and the joke was is that it sounds like toilets? Mm -hmm. That actually sounds like somebody like taking a wicked shit and flushing. Well, yeah, it sounds like they need to call up a plumber. Yeah. Yeah. Holy God. So, yeah. So those are some of the worst beats in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. We're just cruising today, aren't we? Oh, yeah. We're just... In fact, I, I would, I would, I would take those beats to the highway. I mean, I would just like get my convertible, you know, or if I don't yeah. have a convertible, I'd roll the windows down, maybe the sunroof, sure, turn, turn, up yeah. the vo- turn up the volume, you know, get those, get those beats. Summertime, let the animals free, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> you gotta let them, let them out. Oh God. Um, I guess while we're in the music realm, uh, we're recording, uh, on the day after, uh, St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, although last Sunday was also apparently St. Patrick's Day. Did Did um, you know there was a? Um, I think there was a parade in in Asbury that day. Oh, okay. And so that so that, would... that makes a lot more sense uh, considering what we encountered. Okay. Well, nobody thought to inform us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we went to a show on Sunday, um, and nobody thought to tell us that Sunday was apparently St. Patrick's Day. And um, we had the misfortune of seeing a band that was called, um, what the fuck was their name again? Uh, The Rum Jacks. The Rum Jacks, right. And um, so they were playing what can only be described as, uh, fuck, Irish music, I guess. (laughs) Like I I don't I don't know what else to describe it as. Um or like cultural appropriation, maybe? Yeah. So so this is what I wanted to get into because first I was not going to even bring this up. But then whenever I did a little digging, I um got more annoyed, like somehow even more annoyed than I was at the show. Whoa. So <laughs> so this band, they they came out and one of these these dudes was playing what I thought was a flute. Um and you, you, you interject that it was not a flute. Um, I did some research. Uh, it is apparently what is called an Irish tin whistle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I played the flute for eight years, so and I knew yeah. what I was seeing on that stage was not was not a flute. Yeah. So it was like a it was a, it was a vertical flute, right? Like that's what that's what it resembled to me. Mm-hmm. It looked like the little whistle that Willy Wonka plays. It I looked legitimately, like a recorder. Yeah. So it's apparently very similar to a recorder, too, in the way that it's played, which is why he can just sort of just fucking play the whole fucking thing. Um, I I legitimately thought Oompa Loompas were going to come on stage, like the way this dude was playing that fucking thing. Um, And then the vocalist at times would also just whip one of his out. So there was two Irish tin whistles going on sometimes at the same time. There was a detail uh, uh, related to that I wanted to mention. I don't know if you caught this, right? But Mm. so um, the the main, the primary tin whistle player. Yeah handed his tin whistle over to the vocalist. Ew. Right? And I'm like, okay, I mean, in the time of COVID, that's a little questionable. Yeah. But then, then, the the, the primary tin whistle player grabbed another one. Are his pockets like, loaded? It grabbed another one from, like, near the drummer or whatever. They had one stashed away. So it's like, why wouldn't so why wouldn't the, the vocalist just, give... just take the new one so that you're not swabbing right. spit in the middle of a song? That was confusing to me. Well, they had a very laissez-faire uh, COVID attitude. Um, um, it's over. They, the, the the singer proclaimed that COVID was over 
and uh, he said that the crowd should be celebrating the fact that they made it alive uh, through COVID. He dedicated a song to all the survivors of COVID. (laughs) All the survivors of COVID and also all the the COVID deceased, um, which I say pick one. uh, If you're going to if you're going to make one of those proclamations, just pick one. Either it's for the for for the ones that survived or the the ones that didn't, you know, pick one. Um, So, yeah, so they're playing this fucking Irish drinking music. Basically, like all you could hear are songs about drinking. Um, and then there was just songs about guns, mm-hmm. like, but like not even like about like shooting or anything. It was just sort of about the guns existing and like the metal that they're made from, which I didn't I didn't quite understand. And then also like songs about rain. And so like, I guess is like potato famine stuff, which I guess they're still hung up on. Uh <laughs> <laughs> So there was that. Um, then they say that they're on tour with the fucking uh, Dropkick Murphys. Yes. Which I don't understand because whenever they came on stage originally, I was like, oh, are they a Dropkick Murphys cover band? Because it's the same fucking shit. So I legitimately don't understand how that tour works. Yeah, it's with the most two bands redundant are, thing. Two bands that are playing the same fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so... Uh, the the band we were there to see, the Bomb Pops, the the vocalist for them mentioned that the Rum Jacks were from Australia. <laughs> now, <laughs> I thought that well, the, the vocalist for um the the Rum Jacks, uh, whenever he was speaking, he he does not have an Irish accent, but whenever he sings, he puts one on. He does this all hurry hurry he hide a hill kind of thing. And it's awful for one. And also, so he's putting that on. It's it's so strange. But then the the the, uh, the other people in the band have an accent. I mis- I think I mistakenly thought it was an Irish accent. So apparently, it's an Australian accent. <laughs> so so none of the members are Irish. I don't think so. So okay, hold on. So then, whenever I researched them, um, they had a former member. Named Frankie McLaughlin. Okay, now that's well, there an you I- go. That, that's an Irish fucking name. Now we're talking. Um, so the former member, um, Frankie McLaughlin, uh, he was uh, uh, sentenced for domestic violence three different times uh, in 2012, um, and also an assault uh, occasioning bodily harm in 2010. Um, oh. Uh, further assault occasioning bodily harm uh, also in 2010. Um, and a common assault in 2010, um, uh, which the band, quote, addressed publicly through their Facebook page at the time. Uh, and due to public backlash, the Bomb Pops, or I'm sorry, Jesus Christ, the Rumjacks uh, released another statement uh, in 2016. And he was removed from the band in 2020 due to, quote, bad behavior and violent acts towards band members and support crew. Uh, so, so that's eight years after those charges. Uh-huh. Yikes. So they had to remove the only Irish guy because he was a violent piece of shit. Uh, I mean, eventually they had to. Eventually. <laughs> eventually. They got there uh, eventually. Eventually. Um, even though even their fucking fans were calling for him to be removed, apparently. Um, so, yeah, they are from Sydney, Australia, and they're doing this whole Irish stick and their only Irish member was removed. And so here's another thing. Uh, their singer uh, has been filling in for the Dropkick Murphys on no. this tour. 
on this tour. <laughs> no way. Yeah, because the singer had to leave the tour. So wow, what's the fucking difference? Yeah, what's the difference between these bands? What is the difference? Well, I mean, if you're a fan, then you just get like double the amount for your money if you go to that show. I, I guess. I guess it was so bad. It was really bad. And it was even worse because like a majority of the crowd was clearly there to see them and not the actual headliner. And so like mm-hmm. it was a quite a lively crowd during the Rum Jacks performance. But then uh, later on, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that, that that that's really just what I wanted to bring up. Just this weird Irish appropriating band. And the, the more I looked into them, I was like, this is this is even more ridiculous than the bullshit then bringing out the bagpipes after you're playing a fucking tin whistle. Yes, the bagpipes. Uh, which, thank mercifully, mercifully, you couldn't hear over the guitars and the drums. Like, just just, just a waste of space. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God. So, so stupid. By the way, uh, my For You page, once again, continues to pull oh, stuff Christ. from absolutely nowhere that's related to uh, stuff going on outside of it. So this is something, this is from uh, Emily Bennett 97 over on TikTok. And I wanted to share this now because I think it's, it's pretty appropriate. Mm-hmm. My mom thought she got tickets for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It was, in fact, the Chili Pipers. these bands gotta be stopped (laughs) what is this shit it's wild what is this shit okay so wait so are the are the chili pipers are they a a red hot chili peppers bagpipe cover band is that what that fucking shit was i i believe so yeah you gotta stop this this brass against chili pipers these people gotta be stopped well i mean according to emily bennett here the caption for this video uh, it was actually a great time (laughs) so maybe they were good maybe they were uh no 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 i'm not trying to i'm not trying to defend the red hot chili peppers by any stretch but this shit's gotta be stopped (laughs) it's okay it only happens during like one week in in march and then they all go away (laughs) oh my god um so uh should we i mean how about instead of like trying to call for an end to this why don't we embrace it no why don't we (laughs) no 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 is there maybe some sort of uh way we can get in on this was it just start playing the bagpipes yeah like i don't know what 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 a good band to cover to do bagpipe covers would be Um, i mean i think you could pick any any maybe we could do like phoebe bridger's uh bagpipe covers you know the thing with the bagpipes is, is that I, I you can play them poorly and I, nobody would know the difference because mm-hmm. it just kind of sounds like shit. Um, I don't know if I fully agree with that. I think there is an art to them. Uh, I think that I, I think you're un, I think you're underestimating how much goes into to learning and, and, and really mastering the bagpipe. You think? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I do. You have to I, buy a kilt for one. No, you don't have to because the dude, the dude in the with the tin whistle didn't. Well, they're Australian. They yeah. don't know what they're doing. Well, I'm not Irish. Right. Well, okay. So, so you can you can forego the kill. Okay. So yeah. So like, what? Wh- where's the where's the line? You know. I think I'm like five or ten percent Irish. Mm. So I'm like a quarter English. So I'm an oppressor. Ah. Uh, okay. Unfortunately. So you can't be in um, my my Phoebe Bridgers bagpipe cover band. Damn. Um, I'm trying to come up with a name on the spot, but I can't. Mm. I mean, there's got to be some place named bridge bridge bridger or something like in ireland right yeah probably yeah that would be the that'd be the go-to route i think um 
Did you see this Pelosi shit? Um, no, I did not. Okay, all right. So, Crypt Keeper Nancy Pelosi uh, <laughs> was doing... I encountered her so, in one of the Elden Ring dungeons, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Did she it, at least drop a fucking rune fragment? Uh, no, no. Just Damn. a bunch of dust. <laughs> uh, so, she was doing some kind of prayer breakfast or some shit. Uh, and so, she, she read a poem, an, a brand new poem by Bono. About Ukraine. Oh. Isn't that... So... Is, so isn't did, that great? Did Bono give her the poem to read, or... Yeah. Okay. Just for the occasion. Do we have a transcript um, of it? We do. We also have audio if we wanted to subject ourselves to that. Um, I don't know. What would be better, the original audio, or if you were to give a reading of... Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, fuck. I'll read it. Yes. <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. Um, oh, St. Patrick, he drove out the snakes with his prayers, but that's not all it takes. For the snake symbolizes an evil that rises and hides in your heart as it breaks. And the evil has risen, my friends, from the darkness that lives in some men. <laughs> but, but in sorrow and fear, that's when saints can appear to drive out those old snakes once again. And they struggle for us to be free from the psycho in this human family. Ireland's sorrow and pain is now the Ukraine. Ooh. And St. Patrick's name now Zelensky. <laughs> oh, no. uh, it's so fucking bad. Yeah, so like if you're using uh, symbolism, right, which is what uh -huh. the, the snake is here, do you really need a line to tell your reader exactly what the snake symbolizes? <laughs> Doesn't that take uh, away from it? Just <laughs> yeah, usually in a poem, you don't like outright say the word symbolizes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's, you kind of use, um, you know, T.S. Eliot, he, uh, in the modernist area, he sort of uh, created this movement called imagism, where you use uh, images rather than um, using the lyrical form of uh, the romantics, who would mm -hmm. just sort of outright state what they were feeling. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say Bono, you need some images here. Now, is Bono, uh, is he known as like a poet? Because like, I know he's he's part of you too, and he's he's a, a lyricist, but I, I never knew he wrote poetry. Um, it doesn't seem like he writes poetry either. No. Based on this fucking thing. Uh, yeah, no. The, the problem is, and as this tweet thread points out under, this is literally the worst poem ever written, um, is how is it three limericks? Uh, yes, it is in fact three limericks put together. Um, <laughs> because oh, Irish. Um, is there any way that we can make this uh, this poem fit along with the worst beats ever created and just have that like work as a? Uh, like I mean, I don't see why I don't see why not. There's there's no rhythm to any of this fucking shit. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> It's 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 three limericks, uh, but he rhymes family with Zelensky. <laughs> um, the line, and they struggle for us to be free from the psycho in this human family. Like you couldn't you couldn't have come up like he clearly needed a rhyme for Zelensky and came up with family, but couldn't think of a reason why to use family. 
human so family, up, no less. And so he came up with the line from the psycho in this human family. Like, really? <laughs> That's not even a phrase. That doesn't mean anything. Ireland's sorrow and pain is now the Ukraine. The Which, to be fair, that right there is probably the best line. That's probably the strongest line of the poem. The rain in Spain falls plainly on the plane. Like, it, it, <laughs> this is this is terrible. Oh, my God. And just, like, somehow even worse because he handed it over to Nancy Pelosi of all people. And she thought that this was great. Yeah. And decided to read it. And so not only does she she read it, she says beforehand that Bono has been a, a very Irish part of our lives. What does that mean? Well, um, you know, we're dealing with a lot of counterfeit Irish people here. <laughs> so, I mean, it is good to have that validation. It's been a very Irish part of our lives. It just sounds like she's trying to come up with some sort of compliment for him, but can't think of anything. I think she's just trying to come up with some reason for her to read a Bono poem about Ukraine. Right. It's like, oh, it's St. Patrick's Day. He's Irish. Okay. Um, and then somebody points out that uh, apparently Zelensky's name in Ukrainian uh, means green. And of course, this fact is lost on Bono. And so he could not use this in any meaningful capacity. For a St. Patrick's Day poem. Um. <laughs> but why is this considered a St. Patrick's Day poem aside from Bono being of Irish descent? Like, I don't understand how any. Because he because he ties St. Patrick to Zelensky for some fucking oh, reason. Oh, OK. For some fucking reason. Mm -hmm. Why? I don't know. Sorry, I'm still trying to unravel the complexities of, of this piece here. Just the, all the nuances just, and, and, and the little uh, details it, it, of it. It, combine, it combines bizarro celebrity worship with weirdo political theater mm -hmm. with uh, the liberal need for uh, militaristic hero worship. It's got it all. It's it's really amazing. It's really something else. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the whole <laughs> the whole Zelensky as a celebrity thing has really made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure bizarre. you could probably put into better words why. Right. But like, I don't know, like I just saw yesterday like his because he was an actor before he became the president because we know how how well that always works out. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so his his like uh, series that made him famous is now streaming on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. And and it, it, it seems like it is. And I don't know the specifics of uh, Ukrainian politics. I'm not going to pretend to. It seems like it had a, a, a series had a decent hand in getting him elected because it's about a, a school teacher who ascends to uh, the presidency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like um, a political satire. Yeah. And so it sort it cast him in the role of this, uh, you know, earnest school teacher who, you know, rises up based on like his virtues or whatever uh, to to the highest office in the land of, you know, you know, their country. And so it seems like it sort of propelled him into the political uh, spotlight. So it, it just seems very strange to um, like immediately like like just the just the the way that uh, like the West needs to um, immediately sort uh, good guys and bad guys. Yes. Like mm -hmm. like all all the fucking dweebuses that need to uh, tweet that um, Putin is Darth Vader, you know, Ugh. and Zelensky is Luke Skywalker. Like, 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 
just like babifying um, literal acts of actual war, you know? Yeah. And like turning it into um, Marvel rah-rah cheerleading mm-hmm. is like so strange. It's it's Ruth Conda forever. It's like, it's the b- most bizarre shit. Um, it's, uh, people have baby brains. It's... <laughs> Yeah, there there is no hero in the story. They're simply the uh, the citizens of you know, especially Ukraine, but essentially the citizens of both countries that are suffering because of this. Yeah, it's like Zelensky might be um, doing um, what he can for his citizens in this moment, mm-hmm. but he is still um, an acting head of state, mm-hmm. and that does not. Therefore, he is not um, morally good. Like th- that does not, you know, like th- th- it is just not that is not how morality works. And it, ultimately, it, it he's not. he's insulated from the true horrors of this. War. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, so it, it's it's just the way that people have to like babify, you know, they have to blend up the carrots in order to, you know, feed it into their baby mouths. It's just like it, it, it really it really is like stupefying, like. And like the fact that uh, Netflix was basically petitioned to get the series on their platform and are riding the 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 wave of publicity of a literal war mm-hmm. to sell their fucking subscription service. Yeah, it's gross. It's like, oh, you see that guy on the news? Well, now you can watch the the fucking scripted television series he starred in like what the fuck mm-hmm. what yeah it's very huh? it's very gross oh my god but yeah bono bono's gonna gonna tell us how it is in his, yeah yeah um his poem. remember when you two forced everybody with like an apple account to uh <laughs> to like download their album mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was funny i saw i saw weird bono defenders okay okay I saw we- they're like they're like no, Apple did that. It wasn't U2. I was like, well, what? Oh, yeah, U2 had nothing to do with it. I mean... Not at all. Maybe not, not- Maybe you could put some of the blame on, like, their record label or something. But, like, I'm sure there was some input on their end. Bono, Bono's innocent. In this. Bono, <laughs> Bono wouldn't hurt a fly. I mean, at the same time, though, like, I never really understood the, how extreme the backlash was to that. Because it's like, okay, you can just delete it. It's not a big deal. You don't have to, like, cry about it. Yeah, I think it was a little overblown. It was just kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wouldn't want that shit, but, like, yeah, you could just delete it. Mm-hmm. Now, if they put this poem on my fucking account, on the other hand, uh, <laughs> then, <laughs> then I might have an issue. Fuck. Do you think it'll come out with, like, a book? A book of poetry? Oh, I, you know what? I bet he has one. I bet he's got one. Bono book. Bono on Goodreads. Let's see. Nope, that's about a cat. Um, U2's Bono set to release an autobiography. This is from Irish Central. Oh, autobiography. He's got his mem. He completed his memoirs. That's great. This is 2020. All right, great. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he's got a competent ghostwriter because fucking Christ, Nancy Pelosi looking in the video. She like literally looks at the crowd every time there's a rhyme. Like she's reading Doctor Seuss to a bunch of fucking children. It's and she's not she's not reading to children, by the way. She's in a room of fucking adults and right. probably members of Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, just just we live in a weird fucking daycare. It's just. <laughs> yeah, just incredible. Um, anyway, do we want to talk about something pleasant? <laughs> OK, um, 
So yeah, you've been trying a new game? Um, yes. Although I didn't get, I didn't play it as much as I thought I would by the time we recorded today. Um, ah. this was a surprise release or at least a surprise Game Pass release. So, um, Microsoft had an ID at Xbox event the other day where they highlighted a lot of, um, indie games and stuff that's coming to Game Pass over the next number of months. Mm-hmm. And one of them is this really cool adventure game called Tunic about a fox that, uh, goes on this adventure in like the woods and the forest and stuff. It's kind of like, it looks, at first glance, it looks sort of like a Zelda type game. Mm-hmm. Um, but you quickly learn that there's some some pretty interesting stuff going on. Uh, yeah, it's it's cool. Um, I needed something that was different from Elden Ring and just like getting my ass handed to me. Sure. Um, although that is not to say this game is is easy. It, it actually is has some pretty challenging combat as well. Um mm. But I, I do I do like what I've played of it so far. Um, so this is a game that was like basically announced and released the same day, um, which is really cool. Mm. And it was originally developed like it, it just had like one guy was making it. Um, but then he was able to get like a, a team together and, and stuff. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really cool. Like, uh, there's no map and there's no like guide as far as like controls or like objectives or anything. And you're like, okay, that's that's interesting. Like, wh- how am I supposed to like gauge my progress or like anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you quickly learn that you pick up these um, basically like pieces of paper along the way, and it sort of like acts as the game guide and like map and like um, control scheme and like obje- and all that stuff is like on this like handwritten book basically that you're picking up Hmm. page by page along the way which i thought was really cool so Um, you're like you have to like find the manual you have to find the manual essentially yeah um which i thought was was um pretty clever in in like the early pacing of the game because literally there's you 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 press play and like you're in it there's no like Mm -hmm. opening cutscene. you just wake up as this fox on like the edge of this uh what seems like a like the ocean and you sort of like uh make your way through the woods and you're you're just figuring out what's going on um so like i like that you're in it right away and the stuff like that you need to learn and pick up you you just get like piece by piece um and there's a lot of like it's one of those things where it's like the environment some things are blocked off um and you won't be able to traverse certain areas until you get like the proper weapon to like cut down like trees or something that's like blocking your path Mm -hmm. um so like like people have been saying like they've taken like physical notes in elden ring Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so that's kind of like the same thing here where it's like you should probably maybe get a notebook for this game because uh, there's a lot of things you might want to jot down, uh, places you might want to come back to um, later on once you have the proper like gear and stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's it, I don't know. I'm just having a good time with it. The art style is really cool. It kind of reminded me of, um, you know, the game on PlayStation Dreams from yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Media Molecule where you can like create your own games inside of it. The mm-hmm. art the art kind of reminded me of Dreams, like more, a more like I guess sophisticated version of that, but um uh, sort of sort of like a like a um like a uh like a glossy like clay kind of. Yeah, yeah. It did it did feel kind of like that. Um although like that's not to say it doesn't have its own like sort of distinct art style to it, but it just mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me of that at first glance. Um but yeah, the combat's really fun. Um like the different enemy types are interesting and and it does kind of feel like a souls like in in that way, not as challenging at least so far, but like you do, you do have to sort of like figure out the counters that you can take against 
against these enemies and, and sort of mm-hmm. the timing of it and like how to dodge and whatnot. I don't know. It's just I'm having a good time with it. Um, it was kind of a cool like surprise release that was gaining some attention pretty pretty much right away on like Twitter and stuff. And and I guess reviewers had had early access to it. So it was it received some some really good reviews. So I decided to check it out. And uh, it's been it's been good. Nice. So not yeah. PC? Um, let me check. I'm not sure. I think it might be. Because mm. it sounds like a really good uh, Steam Deck. Yes, Windows. It's on Windows. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, um, it's on Windows, I'm, Mac, and Xbox currently. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm quickly uh realizing that like there are so many games that would be great for Steam Deck. Yeah. Um. This would but, be one of them for sure. Yeah, and uh, I'm not gonna get it for like forever, <laughs> because um I guess they're refining the um, the 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 queue windows, and so I was originally just my window was um. After Q2, um, and then they updated it, and now it's after Q3. And it's like, ah, fuck. Oh, no. Um, well, because it's like, that's not really delayed, because it's like, well, after Q2 is still after Q, or after Q3 is after Q2 still. Sure. It's like, well, damn it, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I, I like psyched myself into it, and now I'm like, now I have to actually wait. Ugh, so. You'll just have to keep playing games on your beefed up game PC. <laughs> what a what a shame! I know, I know. What a shame! It's just I, I don't like sitting at my desk and playing. It's such a fucking first world, mm-hmm. uh, little baby man problem. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, God I, forbid I, if you have to crank <laughs> up the PS5. Yeah, no, that that I don't have a problem with. But it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh wait, um, you have that Nintendo Switch lying around somewhere too. Oh, I know, I know. Who wants to use that thing? Fucking first world privileged problems but mm-hmm. you should write a poem i should i should i should send it to nancy pelosi tell her to talk to gabe newell and send me a steam deck um yeah i, I actually haven't i hadn't played a lot of um elden ring um in the last week just because it's like you really have to sit down and like devote some time to it like yeah. you can't really play it in in short bursts which is like really all i've had time for um but yesterday uh and this morning i got to like actually like devote some time um, and like make some actual progress. Uh, so yeah, that's been, that's been pretty good. Been Have you gotten me. past that, um, notorious first boss? Uh, I did. I did this morning. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Um, it wasn't too bad, but then I also used like the NPC summon and also like the, um, what's it called? The like spirit summon too. So. Hey, you got to use like, everything at your disposal. Yeah. Cause like I'm playing as a caster. So like I, I need the space to like throw spells at him so mm-hmm. um and like he still jumps on you so like you still gotta dodge and shit um but yeah and then i just finally found a spell vendor um what and, and they were in an area i had already been i just didn't know there was like a um a little dungeon down there um so i'd like completely missed that um but yeah i feel like i'm making big progress um and then i was randomly transported to um a, another area of the map like where i definitely shouldn't have been uh and it was just like this weird little pocket area and then like the map expanded like and i was like oh this game is even bigger than i thought it was yeah like what the fuck <laughs> yeah um, it's it's crazy so yeah so then i was trying to make some like little bit of progress on like the main sort of path um but then i kind of like lost my groove and kept getting killed by these fucking knights so um but and i and i finally found some like different weapons um but I don't have the like right stats to use them. Um, oh yeah. And then I also like I bought a couple spells, and it's like, well, I don't have the stats to use those either. So it's like I have so many directions I want to take my stats, but it's like I don't have enough, you know, 
runes to level up everything. Right. So it's like, I got to make choices, like what direction I want to go in, but it's, it's tough. Cause I kind of want to do everything. Um, like, like I found this big scythe that looks really cool. Um, but then I also found these like daggers that apply bleed. Um, and I want to use those. So decisions, yeah. decisions, mm-hmm. but the magic is so good. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. Oh, did you, did you also get this AMC email? Um, no, no, I haven't. So AMC theaters emailed me and they're sort of like, Hey, you got reward points. And I'm like, Oh, are, are, are you, are you giving me reward points or what's the, what's the thing? And they're like, hi, you should come, you should come see a movie. Um, because you've got some reward points and we've cleaned the theaters <laughs> and, and we have all new cleaning protocols. And also we installed air filters that work. So you should come see a movie. And also, uh, we're extending these reward points so they won't expire next month. Now you, now they won't expire until August. And I'm like, oh, you're holding them hostage. That's, that's lame. I didn't think that these expired at all. Uh, well, this sucks. I, I still don't, I still don't want to go to a movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's just like such a weird, they're like holding them for ransom. It's like, do you want the $5 off popcorn? Well, you have to come in and see a movie. Like, yeah, I'm going to pass on that. Did you see that they were, um, charging more for Batman tickets versus other movies? Yes. yes. So it's like surge <laughs> pricing for movies. Yeah. Which is kind of like, I don't know. I mean, kind of shitty, I guess. On the one hand, it's like, okay, if if a movie is more popular, like, I get it. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, well. The thing is, now though. Are you, are, you, are you now going to, like, try to gatekeep, like, popular? And I hate to use that word, but, like, like in, 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 in the in the original sense of the term. Like, you're, you're going to monetarily gatekeep, like, movies for the masses. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird, right? Like, I, I almost want to be like, oh, well, maybe this will encourage people to see, like, that really cool indie film that's out because it's a little bit cheaper um, instead of Batman, the seven, seven millionth version of Batman that's come out. But uh, but no. But no. It won't. And also, like, that Batman movie is going to be on HBO in, like, a couple weeks. So right. there's really no, no real incentive to see it. Yeah. Also, like, I kind of just don't care. I mean, it, it might be a good movie, but it's like, I feel like I just have no more room for another interpretation of Batman. I mean, it's like the only superhero movie I am I would be interested in. And even so, I'm like, well, I'm still not going to go to a theater for it. Yeah. Even though, even though it was weird, it felt like there was like a lot of spoilers online for it. Oh, really? Yeah, like a lot. And I was like, oh, people are actually like going to the theater for this one? Like, yeah, I think it's been like doing more pretty than, well. Yeah, I was like, okay. It's like I knew people would go for the Spider-Man or whatever the fuck. Um, no, Batman like, always does well. I know it does well, but I was like just genuinely surprised at like sort of the, the carefree attitude people were to just like just saying what happens in this. I was like, oh, was it really that popular that people are just like, oh, everybody's seen it. I was like, huh. Did um, like it, was, it, it did, was a weird did, attitude. Did Ben Affleck, is the spoiler that Ben Affleck and, and Christian Bale showed up? <laughs> No, in the, in the multiverse kind of, it, it was just it was just, just like like weird specific things about like the movie and i was just like oh that's that's weird this is kind of the stuff that people normally wouldn't talk about mm-hmm. you know like um so yeah that was that was that was strange to me um but it's like yeah i've i'm, I'm gonna wait for that one like uh, you know the, 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 there's a limited range of things that i would like go to a theater for and superhero movies are not not one of them <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna pass for now. Um, you know, we haven't we haven't covered a film in a few weeks, and I I just kind of figure we may, you're maybe not into it because you just kind of like quietly let it go. Um, unless I bring it up, <laughs> so I don't know if you want to do an, a movie for next week or not. I mean, we can. I just figured that you um needed a break from it, or you know, you didn't Never. bring it up, so I was just like, well, y- you know. I, you know, I just didn't uh, want to force the issue and maybe we could try some other stuff for a couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, I'm always down. I don't, you know, have an issue. Um, so I was thinking um, after Yang. OK. Have you are you familiar? Have you heard of this? I've seen the A24 tweets about it. But yeah. So this is the um, the second feature from Koganada, who directed uh, Columbus a few years back, which is. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies from from recent years, and um, so yeah, A twenty four released this one. I knew it was coming to theaters. I did not know it was going to have a same day release on Showtime. Oh, because they basically just like didn't really advertise that or mention it until it was practically already out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's out there. I've wanted to see it. Um. And it seems like something I thought maybe you'd be interested in too. Mm-hmm. It's about like artificial intelligence and like I don't know, just life basically. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It just seems like something it, it kind of reminds me just like based off the synopsis of uh, the um, the novel um, from uh, what's oh God, what's the author's name? But Clara and the Sun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ishii. Ishiguro? Yes. Okay. Yes. Kazuo yeah. Ishiguro. Yeah. Um, which is great, by the way. I don't know if I, did I mentioned that I read that a couple months ago. Uh, no, no, I, I, I had given it to you. I, I you know. Yeah. But, very, very good. Um, nice. I still have to read it. Yes. Yeah, I think you'll like it quite a bit. It's got such a um, a unique narrator because mm, okay. narrator is like this um, AI that is meant for um, children as like a companion in in this this sort of future version of the world. Um, mm-hmm. And at the start of the novel, this AI is is living in the store, basically waiting for waiting to be purchased and brought to like a home and and to be sort of paired up with a, a kid. Um, but then it goes into a a, a certain direction which i won't mention but yeah it's 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 really brilliant like it's it's conceived like so well just like this this world and like the it's like i guess you would call it like speculative fiction mm-hmm. slash like science fiction in a way um and yeah like i said the narrator is just so distinct and unique and and the voice and of it and it's just like a very very cool novel and it's it's really unlike what i would normally read too which was very uh, refreshing for me nice yeah um yeah the plot had reminded me of um what was the uh, the book by that Spanish author um, with the with the little robot toys? Um, oh God, what was the name of that book? Oh well, anyway, there there, there was an I'll I'll remember it for next week. There was a um there's a book about um these little robot toys that like sort of function as um pets, but they're controlled by another actual human. Like oh, through the computer. Um, little something. Oh, little eyes, right? Yes, there you go. Is that the little one? eyes? I think so. Let me let me double check that. Oh yeah, Samantha Schweblin. Yeah, yeah, you yep, talked about it. that one. I've, I've, I've had that on my, um, my list to, to read for a while now. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, sort of a similar vein, uh, spec fiction. Um, sort of about the role of, um, uh, like tech and its place in our lives, but not in, um, the, the, the way that we necessarily think. Um, but yeah, so because like it's, uh, um, about these little toys that function as pets, but uh, the pet is controlled by an actual real life person mm-hmm. uh 
through their computer and um, they can't speak to you, you know, through the toy or anything like that, but they can control it. It's remote controlled. Um, and so people buy them as pets for their kids or whatever. And so there's um, the book is about um, different sets of these people that own the toys and the people that are controlling them um, and the interactions that they have um, between each other. And uh, it's just a fascinating look at um, uh, how we like perceive being seen by tech. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, just just a really, really interesting uh, concept. Yeah, that sounds cool. Um, and when you say like it's different from what we usually think about that type of story, you're probably referring to something like Black Mirror, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. This is not like... Um, the Black Mirror social media bad kind of mm-hmm. uh, story. It, yeah, I didn't think so. Um, yeah, no. Um, it, it it's much more more about um, like um, how how do you relate to other people if you can't um strictly communicate through um speech or you know language, but you still have this relationship to um what you know is another person through this device. Right. Oh, yeah, that does sound um, very interesting. Yeah. And it also does um, sound like it has uh, a number of things in common with Lara and the Sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that book quite a bit. Um, but yeah, so um, for next week, if you want to if we want to talk about After Yang, I've been really looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Cool. That sounds good. So we'll, we'll do that next week. Um, do, did we get through all your TikToks? Um, no, actually, I did have oh, a, okay. another mad watch here. Uh, okay, if we yeah. want to... <laughs> subject ourselves um yeah this one is kind of just all over the place just some random stuff that i i found um Mm -hmm. although there i have a very quick one and uh you'll immediately know why i pulled this one up but this is uh i saw this from uh ashton fay over on tiktok with a, a take here it's very quick i'm just gonna come out and say it i think that millennials who don't use tiktok are the same as boomers who only use facebook um no (laughs) <laughs> no i don't know i kind of agree no no i mean you, you say no but like I, I don't know i mean it makes sense to me not to call anybody no. out specifically no but. no i think i think millennials on tiktok are desperately clinging to youth desperately desperately it sounds like something a boomer on facebook say no no Desperately, even as they even as they sprout gray hairs, desperately clinging to you. <laughs> desperately. Uh, okay, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> but see, the thing is, though, the thing is, if you're not on Facebook, you're missing out. I mean, I'm sorry. If you're not on TikTok, yeah, Jesus, man, hell yeah. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> that's what all the takes are. Hell yeah. If you're not on TikTok, that is, you're missing out on a lot of things. Um, for example, uh, we have this this gem here. This is from Not Clay, um, but but it's a stitch of three different videos uh, here. Sort of a see. No, the TikToks give me aneurysms. I can't. I can't. <laughs> well, here we go. And I don't want the world to see me, cause I don't think that they understand when everything's made to be broken. I just want you to know who I am. <laughs> See what you're missing out on? TikTok is the place for the those who are misunderstood. Uh-huh, Just the, uh-huh. the outcasts. Yeah, the outcasts. Two two billion users, the outcasts. <laughs> uh-huh. Dudes singing in their fucking iPhone mics. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, 
Something else that that TikTok is is good for, because uh, you know we talk about film on here, mm-hmm. um, but it, you know it's really impossible for us to keep up with all the movie releases that come out, right? Yeah, no single person could could do that. So I I, I look to TikTok sometimes to sort of um, you know find some some gems that I wouldn't otherwise uh, otherwise find. And this one here comes from uh, Macon Bradley over on TikTok, who was scouring Amazon Prime. Video and, and came across something pretty interesting. So there's this movie on Amazon Prime called Velocipastor. After losing his parents, a priest travels to China where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. <laughs> Look at this. So I'm going to watch this um, so that you don't have to. Already off to a great start. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what kind of cheap clergy shirt is this <laughs> oh it's his parents oh no something tragic is gonna happen oh no oh no <laughs> what happened to them is this visual effects good <laughs> <laughs> so so um <laughs> Because you can't see it. So what's happening there is uh, there's meant to be a, a car explosion, but I guess they didn't have the budget for it because they put in all the the effects money into the, the Velocipaster himself, right? So they, uh-huh. <laughs> they just have a sign that says uh, explosion effects. <laughs> and that's in hey. the final cut of the film, which is, is incredible. Hey, I think it's better than First Reformed. Oof. I don't know. You know what you can do? You can take that and you can go argue with Paul Schrader on Facebook, which is your favorite platform, your your favorite social media platform. Okay. You can go take that up over there. I'm sure you'll have some some sympathetic. Uh, No, honestly, I kind of like it because it sort of harkens back to like the silent era, you know, where they just have like the cards, the cards explaining what happens yeah. in between shots. Yeah, that's a great point. There's there's kind of something to it. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, it's endearing. <laughs> I think it's great. Like I, I, I'd rather see that than just like some really cheap looking explosion. I think that's that yeah. adds a lot of character to it. Yeah. I mean, it would it would be really cool if like that was the entire movie, like if it was just like there were no actual effects and they just had like those things standing in for it. That'd be pretty cool. Um, although yeah, if that's just like, like the one if that's just like the one example of it because they couldn't afford it. I don't know. I, I doubt it is. But yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Um, I also saw this now. I don't, are, are you claustrophobic by any chance? Uh, no, not really. Oh, you're not. Okay. No. For some reason I thought you were because I saw this video here and I wanted to get your take on it. This is, uh, from at, uh, some of these names I, re- I really love reading out loud. So this is a uh, poop feast Four Twenty Sixty Nine Sixty Nine. 69, Um, All right. for whatever reason, this is the, the, the one and only video on their account. Um, I mean, it, you got to make a burner just for this. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but yeah, this is really something here. Alice in Wonderland entrance in Deep Cave, Carter Valley, Texas. Okay, why though? Uh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, no helmet. Yeah. Go ahead. Atta boy. Nicely done, kid. Oh, yes. Woo! Here. Here, Fucking why? And then look. Yeah, look back up. Yay! <laughs> How was it? So okay, yeah, it's so. this this cave in Texas, and the entrance to it is about the tightest opening you can imagine. Uh, where this person yes, has to like, uh, they have to like breathe in entirely to fit their chest, and then they have to take their helmet off in order to fit their head inside. Um, yeah, very uncomfortable uh, <laughs> to to watch. I can't imagine why you would do this to yourself. Yeah. Um. Or how you get out. That's the better question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I bring this up a lot, but that's like uh, Saddam and the pie hole thing. The tunnel he was in. You, do you bring that up a lot? I don't. I feel like I do. I, I feel like remember. I bring it up a lot. <laughs> okay. Like he was in the, he was in that little pie hole tunnel in the, in the, in the sand. Uh-huh. Or was it, or was it, uh, 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 what the other one? I think it was Saddam, right? I, I'll, I don't know. I mean, you, you bring it up all the time. You should know. I think it was Saddam. Yeah. I'll take your word it, for it. He was in the he was in the pie dish, right? Sure. It was it was like smaller than a manhole. Uh-huh. But the man fit in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't know why you do that. I don't know. Um, I've never, um, you know, this, this watching this video, like it's very easy to take for granted being in a, like a wide open space, uh, with mm -hmm. enough, enough room to move around, but I don't take that for granted anymore after seeing that. This is like, yeah. this is an, I don't even consider myself to be like claustrophobic in the way that I would have like a panic attack or something in like a crowd or whatever. Mm -hmm. But this, I couldn't like just never in a million years would I do this on purpose. No, Th this is actually giving me weird, um, deja vu to like nightmares i would have oh or like, really yeah or like um there like i would have nightmares where there would be holes in my backyard and where the earth would just kind of crumble away and there would be like not, not 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 a cave under the yard but like sort of a big hole that you could just sort of fall into mm -hmm. in the backyard but the hole would be not not that much bigger than that and there would be like um bugs and shit under there Makes sense. That I would need to like, and so then like, so I wouldn't fall or if I w had to go in there, I would like take a big stick and just start stabbing all the bugs through the hole. Yeah. Oh, that, that you know why I probably had that nightmare? Why is that? Was because we, in our backyard, we had a weird slug infestation Ooh. where they would come up from these holes and like create holes and so we would have to take sticks and stab them and then also salt them do you remember the movie holes the hole. i do shia labeouf yeah and there was like a yeah. book that it was based on and like for some reason uh that i still don't understand everybody in like late elementary school read that book yeah you had to take the grandma up the mountain was it about aliens no it was about like spirits or something wasn't it oh okay. it was like haunted huh or no wasn't i'm like thinking a weird of signs yeah wasn't there like a weird theme song to it at the beginning where it was like the lyrics were like dig it up, 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 hold? <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. I think that was it. Yeah. What a, what a weird what a weird thing that was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that I, I, I read the book as a kid and saw the movie and I couldn't tell you a single detail about it. Me too. And all I remember was you had to take the grandma up the mountain. Mm -hmm. Madame Zeroni. That was that was the name of the old lady. Right. So in, instead of over the river and, and through the woods, you're going up the mountain. Yeah. For whatever reason. I don't remember why, but you had to do that. It was like it was like Yoda. You know how Yoda like clings to Luke's back. Mm -hmm. But you had this old lady. I don't remember the context whatsoever. But well, she, had to you had that. to carry her because um, you were avoiding all the holes in the ground. 
Probably, probably. Right? Yeah. Yeah. God. Anyway, um, I have another of those, uh, <laughs> I have another of those hinge, um, like audio clips, you know, how you can post audio clips on, yeah. on like hinge. Now we've, we've gone through a couple of those on, on previous episodes. This is a real gem here. Uh, this is, uh, from, uh, Courtney Taylor, uh, on, on TikTok. Hey girls, it's Bennett's ex-girlfriend and I just really wanted to get on here and let you guys know that he is such a catch. Um, we're just friends now, like there's like no feelings towards each other, so don't worry about me. But I just wanted to get on here and let you guys know that he really will treat you right and he's just incredible. So he can't wait to talk to you guys and maybe we'll meet someday. Bye! Uh, you, okay, yeah man, sure. Just friends. No, now, does, no f- is he out of out of just out of the shot there with with a gun in his hand? <laughs> like what? Does, does that sound genuine to you? I don't. I don't know. Um, it does, but th- no, they're they're still fucking. Like mm-hmm. no, there's there's no shot. This is like whenever they're like friends with benefits. Period. But they're th- those two. No, th- those two are like on again, off again, all the fucking time. Hundred percent. Maybe we'll 100%. meet. Maybe we'll meet someday. Yeah, or 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 they're angling. Yeah, or they're angling for the uh, the old group sex situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. That is the no. Run far, far away. No, well, no, they, no, no, this no. person did because the caption is "This was the hardest pass I've ever had on a dating app." What the fuck? Yeah, no way. No, no, no way. Uh. Uh-uh. I do have another interesting one here. This is another hinge uh, story. Um, this is from uh, at Arbolt on TikTok. Uh, so the way this opens is there's a, a message from this guy, Josh, and he's basically like, hey, it's Josh. Can I ask you a couple of questions before we meet up in person? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I thought this was pretty interesting. I'm once again asking if men are um, okay, okay? I received this terrifying text message last night after bantering with a man on Hinge, and he asked if I wanted to continue the conversation in person. So I had given him my number to set things up. I couldn't possibly have guessed what his questions were going to be. And I was very surprised when I got the next message. Uh, I have never seen this combination of things asked about at the same time. Okay, so he asks, are you gluten-free slash vegan or Catholic slash Christian? Yes, thank you for adding that. And apparently my answers were incorrect because he did not proceed uh, to set up the date. But I am so curious, what was he looking for? What were the correct answers to this little quiz? Okay. Um, <laughs> I figured they would have been like separate sentences at least. But yeah. no, that was, that was, it was, are you... Gluten-free slash vegan slash Catholic Christian. Mm-hmm. So so she was ghosted because she gave the wrong answers. Yeah. So I'm, I'm also curious, like, what the right combination would be. I, w- I wish that she would have, um, like, said what her answers were to just yeah, give this, a, l- a little bit more insight. This is a combination in, like, the truest sense of the word. I feel like it's, like, a, like literally, like, a locker combination. Yes. You've got to open. Uh, yeah. So it's like, okay, so do you need to be not gluten-free but vegan and Catholic? Mm-hmm. Or do you need to be gluten free, vegan, and Catholic? Like, what? What is the? Yeah. So I'm actually none of the above. Right. <laughs> so my answer would be, be no to all of these. So I don't know uh-huh. where I would fall on this. Uh, if I if so I would... wait. So 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 hold on. I'm really bad at math. But um, can't you do uh statistics? So like, isn't it 
one third multiplied by one third multiplied by one third to get uh, the so, um, like odds. Mm, yeah, I'm so, not sure. I'm not sure about that. Three times three, three. So I think you have like one out of twenty seven chance of cracking this, the right this combination. code here. Yeah. Yeah. Although I'm bad at math, so that might be wrong, but uh that's so strange it is very strange and the fact that like you would need to like okay so clearly all three are like some kind of deal breaker like in some way right so like maybe two out of three like is not no you there's know. four i figured no I, th I figured he was grouping hold on let me let me i hate that you can't I fucking scroll oh wait yes you can yeah you can add that recently you used to not be able to i mean okay, you wouldn't you, you wouldn't know because you're not on tiktok so okay um oh wait 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 he said, can I ask two quick questions before yeah. we meet up? So I had this wrong. I thought it was three questions. So it's, are you gluten-free slash vegan? That's one question. Right. But there's four, there's four options in total is what I'm saying. Mm -mm. The options are gluten-free, vegan, Catholic, and Christian. But he's lumping them together. Well, he's lumping gluten-free and vegan together, and then he's, right. he's lumping Catholic and, and Christian together. I see, but Catholic, Christian could be and or, you know what I mean? Well, also, gluten I mean, gluten-free slash... gluten and vegan could be too, can it not? Yeah, but they're, like, so totally not the same thing, though. True. Catholic and Christian are at least in the same realm, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because, um, so if, like, if you ask somebody, are you Catholic, but you could, they could say, no, but I'm Christian, you know what I mean? If you ask somebody, <laughs> are you, glu you glu gluten-free, they'll just say no. I'm just trying to figure out, like, the relation between the two questions, if there is one. I, I don't think, th I don't think there is, unless he's, like, a fishmonger looking for, like, somebody to potentially sell to, because, like, I don't, I don't understand the... Well, I used to go to, to church as a kid now and then uh, with my uh -huh. grandparents, and I remember on, on Sundays they would have, like, a, uh, you know, after the service they would have food available. Yeah. So I don't know if this person wants to, like, take you out on a date to, to church on Sunday, and then they have, like, food options, and they only fall under the gluten-free and, and vegan uh, variety. Um, yeah. Okay. So he says that this is two questions. It's really three questions. Is it? It has to be. It has to be because gluten-free and vegan are two completely different things. They're completely different. Uh-huh. But Catholic, Christian. So if you're Catholic, you are Christian. But if you're Christian, you're not necessarily Catholic. Oh, that's like a square and rectangle situation. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So so it's really three questions. Are you gluten-free or vegan? Wait, are you gluten-free? Are you vegan? Are you Catholic or Christian? Mm -hmm. Three questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's tough because like you said, this is just one sense. Yeah, but he says two questions, but it's not. It can't be. It's not. But the, so, why, the why of it all is really what's got me hung up here. Yeah. I just, I, I'd love to know. I'd love to know the reasoning behind this. And the fact that you need like to get somebody's number in order to do this. Like, it's so strange. I don't. Yeah. Like, like, OK, say you say you are vegan and you're like one of those like militant vegans. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like a lot of people already put that in their in their bio. Usually it's so, like if you don't see that, then probably not so it's a good assumption um gluten-free is a little different a lot of a lot of people probably don't put that but it's in more what like worlds a, would somebody being vegan or not vegan be a deal breaker um i mean it might be if like you're vegan and you truly like believe in like you know all the animal cruelty shit okay and somebody eats meat and you're like ah sorry i don't but gluten is just like that. a, that's just like a, a dietary restriction. Like that's just like a. A literal dietary restriction. Yeah. 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 So it's like, it, it, it'd be kind of, you know, just uh, like, an, uh, you know, I don't want to say annoying, but like just a, um, uh, what's the word? Like an obstacle if somebody likes to eat bread and the other one literally can't. But, you know. Now, what are the odds of deal? this person being a cannibal? Um, hmm. So that means they're Catholic. 
<laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, I think it's a, it's, it's definitely uh, possible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's so it's, people are weird, man. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't get why you would do that. But yeah, that's all I had uh, this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for for mad i mean i did have i did have this one other thing although it was related to it um oh no you know what i forgot to save it never mind that's all i had <laughs> all right no problem did we did we did i skip anything again because i went out of order um just the jane campion thing but oh, yeah, yeah, yeah i mean i don't know like I, I i did clip the the bit from the interview did you did you see this from last weekend i saw the headline yeah, so it was it was kind of a roller coaster on over on Twitter last weekend um, yeah. with with people like and their reactions to Jane Campion because um, she was interviewed on like red carpet and of course she was asked about Sam Elliott, which is the thing we talked about last week, um, where he basically just called her movie a piece of shit and said that she didn't know what she was talking about when it comes to the quote unquote American West. Mm-hmm. Um, and so somebody asked her about that and her response, uh, we can just we could just listen to it. Um, just pull it up here. Not gonna, yeah, you've lost your chance. Were you surprised by Sam Elliott's comments? I think Sam, look, what can I say? I'm sorry, he was being a little bit of a B-I-T-C-H. And I'm sorry to say it, but he's not a cowboy, he's an actor. And the West is a mythic space and there's a lot of, lot of room on the range. Room on the range. Yeah, and you know, like I think it's I think it's a little bit sexist because you think about the number of amazing westerns that were made in Spain by Sergio Leone. It's, I mean, I consider myself a creator, and um, I think he sees me as a woman or something lesser first, and uh, you know I don't appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, really good. Um response there i really like the spelling out of b-i-t-c-h like implying that he's like a little kid you know where you like try to hide what you're saying um yes that was really good twitter was like oh yeah nice awesome response like you nailed it and then the very next night um she gives this acceptance speech at the dgas and she like makes this weird um comment about the williams sisters uh because they were in attendance because of um you know will smith and, and king richard and all that And she's like, she says, uh, Venus and Serena, you're such marvels. However, you don't play against Mm -hmm. the guys like I have to, which was like such a weird, like it was meant obviously as like a lighthearted joke, but it was just strange. It was just strange. Um, And so like she had to apologize for that the next day and people were kind of upset with her. So it was like one night, everybody's like, hell yeah, Jane Campion. And the next night, like, oh, I don't know, (laughs) like that. I don't like what she said there. Um, But yeah, just kind of a weird like false equivalence i guess yeah 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 it didn't make sense like i, I what's the point it was just meant i mean it made sense joke. it just didn't make yeah it was just meant as a joke it really kind it. of like, like like she she like jane campion herself like what, called it thoughtless which is i think bringing, correct and that like it, it really just yeah kind of was a thing that she said that didn't really i don't know yeah yeah it, it, it's it seemed like she wanted to like do the award show thing of like mentioning uh somebody that's in the audience while also, you know, talking about um, making it relevant to what's going on with her, but it just it it didn't it didn't connect and was really really weird. Right. Um, yeah. Although kind of a funny like note is that like talking about like Serena Williams probably 
just would straight up beat a majority of like male tennis yeah. players. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of a weird weekend for Jane Campion, and 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 like people have said this. And also, wait. Haven't uh, they played mixed so. doubles? Probably. Yeah, also? so they, they, it's probably just flat out inaccurate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just And somebody yeah, was just, like, just yeah, this just this it's, just shows you how oh award season is too long. <laughs> it's dragging on, especially this year. Yeah. I kind of just want to get it over with. Yeah. Um and as we record this, we're one week out from from the Oscars, so. <laughs> but uh but yeah, that was that was Jane Campion's uh. weekend. Last week, it does look like she is pretty much a lock to win Best Director. Um, it's still up in the air. It, it, whether like, so it might be one mm. of those cases where it's like, yeah, so we're gonna give Power of the Dog that award, and maybe like a screenplay or something else. Um, so they might want to go a different direction with uh, mm-hmm. Best Picture. Um, so there could be like a surprise, like Coda or something, mm. win there. But we'll have nice. to see. Yeah, I just yeah, need yeah, to, to bring up Coda every episode Fucking now. That's Apple like my is, my new thing. Uh, blasting I mean, me with advertisements uh, sure. on my Twitter. Why not? It's like, uh, like what? Like, but it's like, but it's like the four year consideration ones. Like, what? What am I gonna do? I can't vote. Like, what? What do you want me to do about it? Like, yeah, no, I get those ads all the time on like Instagram <laughs> and stuff. It's like I am not like an Academy yeah. voter. Um, yeah, right. Like, come on. Yeah, those like, are strange. What am I supposed to They're do? They're like targeted, just incorrectly i think we made it through everything then i think we did lighter week more casual week uh sometimes we need that because otherwise we'll just (laughs) i'll go crazy try to find some bizarro shit um or make some weird comments uh about um dating profiles i find which by the way i need to um i gotta figure out what's going on with okcupid uh with their weird streaming thing so i might um be looking into that for next week uh i don't i don't understand what they're doing with live streaming video that that's really strange to me so um look forward to that in uh, an upcoming dating is dead i suppose that's any chance that a future episode of this podcast might be streamed from okay maybe you know uh i have to see what's going on um seem to be a lot of women uh Mm -hmm. live streaming um i i really have to try to figure out what the like actual point of it is um yeah I, I i don't know it was very weird when it popped up on my um thing when i logged in um but yeah i think that's gonna do it for us uh we'll be back next week with another episode um so yeah you could look forward to that all 12 of you to listen um uh i do want to mention that there's a lot of stuff happening with uh denver publishing behind the scenes so i figured it'd be a good time to shill for that shit um so you could check out the hardcover and plush bundles for Fred's First Adventure at publishing at denro.co. Um, and if you're an author or you know one looking for some professional editing services and you happen to like my strange editorial voice, uh, you can reach out at publishing at denro.co. Or if you for want to purchase um, a children's book for Sam Elliott to read in his free time. Uh, yeah, you could you could do that because it seems like he might be the target audience they do make really good gifts, though. We've had a lot of uh, gifts for baby showers and things like that. Um, uh, I, I I don't know if I'm going to do the sponsored stream. I really don't because um, the 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 who it's sponsored for. I'm not going to mention them until they're paying me. Um, I don't know if I want to work with them. Is it is it Cindy uh, from Virgin Hair? <laughs> no, no, it is not. It's not Virgin Hair. It is not Virgin Hair. Uh, but hey, Cindy, if you want to sponsor, that's a different scenario. That's a. <laughs> I feel like I've given them a lot of free press, but, um, 
that's that's a different situation. You know how like um, usually yeah, I, um, if you get sponsored by something, they yeah. send you along like, <laughs> like samples and, and like free merch. I mean, I would I would love I would love uh, the chance to get some free uh, virgin yeah, hair. Yeah, you know, I might be able to. Uh, I could I could outfit the whole village with uh, virgin hair. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I'm doing that. I have to uh, reckon with my conscience. Um, as always, you can uh, follow me on Twitter, Dead in a Row. Check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Dead in a Row TV, twitch.tv slash Dead in a Row TV, which I think I said wrong last time, but I got it right this time. And do YouTube search for Dead in a Row TV. Uh, and as always, you can email us anything at all at video at Dead in a Row.co. Give us a rating if your podcast app of choice allows you to do so. All right, that's going to do it for us. We will see you next week. No.